This is the Diary of an Apartment Investor podcast, and I'm your host, Brian Briscoe. Now, this podcast is designed for the aspiring apartment investor and literally gives them the opportunity to ask the questions that will help them get to the next level. So if you're an aspiring apartment investor, this podcast is for you. Now, this podcast is brought to you by the Tribe of Titans Multifamily Educational Community. It's your one-stop shop for learning how to succeed at apartment investing. Hey, what's up, Tribe of Titan Nation? This is Brian Briscoe coming to you with another episode of the Diary of an Apartment Investor podcast. And today is going to be a multifamily brief episode. Uh, I was talking recently, this, this episode stems from two different conversations with people who are looking to put in offers on properties. And a couple of questions came up that I just I just really want to clarify to people. And you know, hopefully you guys can learn from these other people's lessons. So when you put in a, an offer, it's usually a letter of intent. There are a couple of things that the letter of intent does. It basically gives a baseline for the future PSA. You know, PSA is a purchase and sale agreement or a contract. When you put in a letter of intent, you should have very clear what the purchase price is and what the major major terms of a contract are going to be. When I look at terms, I think important to me and what should be important to you is timelines and what these timelines are based off of. Because once that contract is signed, it's it's like starting a, a timer or starting a stopwatch and the time is ticking. There's a couple of things that are typically built into contracts. One of them is a due diligence period, right? So you have a certain amount of time to perform physical inspections, to review documentation on the property. And during this due diligence period, there's usually a contingency associated with it. Okay, what that means is if during that due diligence period, you find something about the property that don't you don't like, you can cancel the contract. Now, depending on where we are in the market cycles, if it's an extreme seller's market, you may have to put non-refundable earnest money down when you sign the contract. In normal markets or especially buyer's markets, this non-refundable money tends to be refundable. The earnest money deposit will typically be refundable until the end of the due diligence period. But regardless, the due diligence period will give you an out of the contract if you find something that you don't like. Now, the next period after due diligence is typically a time to close. You know, So you have maybe a 20 or a 30 day due diligence period. And then after that, you may may have a 30-day period in which you can close on the property, all right? So if you have 30 days due diligence plus 30 days to close, from the day you go under contract, you have 60 days. It's typically measured in calendar days, 60 days to bring the purchase price, the full purchase price to the table and purchase that property. Now, typically, something that I like to put into contracts is an extension period, and it should be in your LOI first, where... If something come unforeseen happens and you're not able to close within those 60 days, you can elect to have an extension added to the contract. One thing that I like to do is I make the extension completely contingent or completely in the buyer's lane or in the buyer's course. So the buyer can say, I want to execute the extension. All right. Now, typically the extension is going to come with more earnest money down. You know, so if you're put your you're typically putting earnest money down when you go under contract. If you get towards the end of the contract and you have to execute the extension, you're going to give the seller a little bit more earnest money. But don't worry. I mean if you're going to close that earnest money is going to be credited 
towards the purchase price. So you're not losing money. It's just you're depositing a little bit more of the down payment to an escrow account. Now, one thing that I'd like to point out with these deadlines is you have control over when these time periods start. And I think that is something that a lot of people don't understand and it's very crucial. For example, due diligence period, you know, you can get in and you can tour properties and, you know, the property manager or the, the owner is probably just going to direct you to the property manager and allow you into the property. That's that's typically fairly easy to arrange, but something that can slow you down is in the PSA or in the in the LOI or both, you should be asking for a certain amount of documents to review. You know, so for example, let's look at you know a, a scenario that's not very good for a buyer. Let's say you you ask for 30 days of due diligence and you ask for a whole stack of documents, and the owner gives you the documents at like day 28. I think you see the problem with that. If you receive the documents at day 28, you have two days to review them, which is not a lot of time and not good for a buyer. So what a lot of people do when they put things into their contract is they basically start the due diligence clock when the owner gives the documents to you. Instead of starting the due diligence clock when the contract is executed or the day the contract is signed, you're electing or you put into the contract, the due diligence clock starts when the owner gives you the documents that you've asked for. All right. That can save you some a couple of days. It can save you a couple of weeks. And that way, if the owner takes a long time, the owner is delaying the process and it doesn't hurt you. Now, that's one way of basically protecting yourself and potentially giving you an extra couple of days. Now, something else to do is typically I said, you know, 30 day due diligence period and you may have an extra 30 to close. Make sure that second 30 days is also tied to the end of your due diligence. All right. So if, if you have in your contract that we have 30 due days of due diligence and the due diligence starts when the owner gives us the documents and then we have 30 days after the completion of the due diligence period to close. If the owner delays the due diligence period, you automatically delay the closing. All right. So the closing should be tied to the due diligence period. And if you delay due diligence, your closing is also delayed. All right. So a couple of just tips there just to make sure you understand the timelines. I mean, what you really don't want to do is say, hey, we have a 30 day due diligence period that starts when the contract is signed and we have 60 days to close that starts when the contract is signed. All right. If you do that, you know, what could potentially happen if the owner doesn't give you, you know, what you need to be able to evaluate the property and doesn't give you what you need to get a loan application going in, then if you have 60 days from the beginning of the contract, you could be up against the wall really, really quickly. So once again, instead of saying 60 days to close, starting at the beginning of the contract, you know, make your days to close start at the end of the due diligence period and tie it to that. So you have a couple of floating dates in there that aren't set in stone. And if the owner delays things, or if for some reason you're able to negotiate at a, a longer due diligence period, it automatically extends the contract period. All right. Well, that's it for today. Hope you guys have a wonderful day, wonderful rest of the week. we got a lot of really, really cool events coming up in the Tribe of Titans, something that I'm super, super excited about. Hiring a community manager soon who's going to you know, make sure we have a high level of 
events and a high level of engagement within that community. So if you haven't joined the Tribe of Titans yet, there's always a link to the tribe in the show notes and we'll see you there. Thanks for listening to the Diary of an Apartment Investor podcast by the Tribe of Titans. If you're still listening, you obviously liked it. So go ahead and subscribe to the podcast, leave a five-star rating and review if you haven't already, and then make sure to check out our YouTube channel, which incidentally has a ton of video content that you'll also enjoy and learn from. Now, if you're interested in being on the show, go to our website, diaryofanapartmentinvestor.com and fill out the questionnaire on the website. And for more educational content and for more information about our educational community, check us out at thetribeoftitans.info.